WHHH-FM Indianapolis. It's time to take a look at what's going on in and around Indy. It's Open Lines, your eye on the community on High 96.3. Hold up. And good morning to you, Indianapolis. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle, coming to you live from the Hot 96.3 and 106.7 WTLC studios in downtown Indianapolis on this October 17th, 2020. It is my grandmother's 68th birthday, so happy birthday to my grandmother, Dolores. Love you so much. All right, on the show this morning, uh, we'll be talking about several things. First, uh, you might have heard Indigo is making some changes to their bus routes. Uh, Some temporary changes that will impact what times buses come and go all throughout the city. But of course, this is caused by the conversation we've had multiple times on this show, and that is an employee shortage. So we're going to do a double whammy with Indigo this morning while we are alerting you of the changes for uh, riders Indigo also wants you to know that they are hiring and hiring right now for uh, CDL drivers to drive the buses. Uh, And you don't have to have a CDL to get in the door. If you don't have one, no problem. They will train you. Carrie Black will join us coming up in just a moment to talk about all things Indigo. What you need to know and if you're looking for something to do, a new job, Indigo wants to hear from you. We'll have the details on how you can get connected with Indigo for a new job coming up here this morning on Open Lines. But we'll also talk about the story that most of the city is talking about, and that is the 39-year-old man who was arrested by IMPD on September 24th and a IMPD sergeant used his foot to subdue him, stomped him on the face. That officer is now suspended without pay and is now being recommended for termination. This story, of course, has gone national, and we'll spend a good part of the show just talking about it. What do you guys think of this situation? Some folks are saying we need more body cameras. I've seen other folks say, why do we need body cameras? It didn't stop this incident. We'll talk about All of that and so much more coming up here uh, throughout this edition of Open Lines. All that and more is coming up. We'll spend a good portion of the show talking to you. But first, let's get you caught up this morning on what's happening in the news. IMPD says there is no evidence of a serial killer on the loose in Indianapolis. A Facebook post that was shared more than 1,600 times before the rumors of a serial killer in Indy made its way to Twitter and other social media sites. One of the most shared posts was uh, warned, that is, that 12 bodies had been found after being beaten and shot. Another post warned of a serial rapist. IMPD put out a statement to squash those rumors, saying they do not have any information to support these allegations, but they are still investigating every reasonable motive in the city's recent homicide cases. While police aren't looking for a serial killer, they are looking for the driver and a car that hit and killed a person on Friday near Kentucky Avenue and South Rybolt. The victim was taken to the hospital in critical condition but died a short time later. Based on car parts collected at the scene, police believe the vehicle is a white 2013 to 2019 Ford Taurus. The Taurus would have damage to the front corner as well as headlight damage. In job news, Indiana is seeing a growing number of unfilled jobs. Data from the Indiana Department of Workforce Development shows the number of open jobs statewide has increased 25% from early August to early October. Box 59 reports people without a bachelor's degree and mothers are the two groups with the biggest declines in joining the labor force. So far, the end of that extra unemployment benefits from the federal government has not, I repeat, has not sent people rushing back to work. 
In the forecast, if you've been looking for fall, well, we found it. It'll be cool today with a high of 66 degrees. Tomorrow, temperatures only get into the low 70s before dropping into the 60s and 50s later this week. Right now, it is 44 degrees in Indy. At 8.07 on this Sunday morning, it's time to talk about Indigo. And you might have heard uh, they've made some temporary route changes to a number of routes, which will, which began last week. Uh, 15 bus routes saw a change in operation time. Uh, routes 2 and 86 are among them that saw their frequency go from a 30-minute frequency to a one-hour frequency Monday through Saturday. Routes 12 and 13 transitioned from a one-hour frequency to a two-hour frequency Monday and Friday. A number of other routes, all this information is, will be on our website and is already on Indigo's website, are seeing some other adjustments uh, in morning and afternoon rush hour uh, buses. But of course, all of this is caused by an employee shortage, as you just heard me report. Uh, there are a lot of unfulfilled jobs here in the state of Indiana, and that number is only getting bigger. And of course, that unemployment benefit from the federal government has not sent people rushing in to get a job. So, uh, to get us caught up on what is happening at Indigo and how they can help you and how you can help them uh, is Carrie Black. If you didn't hear the news, Carrie Black is no longer at IPS. Instead, she is now a boss lady over at Indigo. She is now the director of communications for Indigo, and she joins us on our live line right now. Carrie, good morning. Good morning, Cameron, and happy birthday to Grandma Dolores. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> we uh, will have dinner with her uh, later today. Congratulations uh, to you. Uh, I just Thank saw you. you are, I know that you're a boss because you posted on Facebook that you got something for National Bosses Day. So how's the new job? It's going really well. You know, it's hard to believe that um, it's been five months already. Um, but, you know, we hit the ground running. A lot of important things going on at Indigo, a lot of exciting things happening at Indigo. And so it has been a wonderful um, opportunity to just be able to work with an agency that is doing so much good in the community and, you know, providing public transportation and connecting people to opportunities. You guys are doing everything from, of course, transporting people, still trying to get people vaccinated. Um, there's a list of things that you guys are doing. Um, but first, Tell us about, you've got some schedule changes. Uh, this impacts uh, anybody coming to or from work or school and is riding the bus. Uh, tell us about that first. Sure. So it's been a week now. Uh, so on October 10th, we had uh, a schedule adjustment go into effect. It's important to, to kind of set the stage that we do schedule adjustments at regular intervals throughout the year. So typically in February and then around June, uh, July-ish, and then in October, uh, we our planning team, they look at the routes, they look at the ridership, and they tweak the schedules accordingly to make sure we're providing the very best service for our riders in the best way. So this service adjustment, October 10th, was a regularly scheduled service adjustment. Um, we did make more adjustments, perhaps, than we normally do because of the driver shortage. You know, nationally, transit agencies are seeing a shortage of bus operators or bus drivers. And so what we did was tweak our schedule or adjust it so that we could match with our current uh, workforce, providing more realistic schedules. So um, we did that. And I can tell you, Cameron, we have seen our number of complaints drop dramatically. I mean, I, I, if I had to put a number on it, they've dropped easily 90 to 98 percent. We went from seeing, you know, a good couple, a handful of, of complaints on social media daily uh, to not seeing any. Um, on most days. so we're Which, which makes sense because that. when you're telling people, hey, this bus is going to come twice an hour and it's only coming once an hour, that would upset you. But if you told me ahead of time, hey, it's only coming once an hour, I could, I could, you know, make my schedule work with that. You're absolutely right. So we're, you know, by being able to to adjust our schedule and, and, and put it to exactly what is happening and then encouraging our riders, you know, we gave them nearly a month's heads up uh, we put the adjusted schedules out on our website, and just encouraging them to plan ahead uh, was a big deal. Now, the majority, the biggest changes, and you kind of ran through them, but the biggest changes were 
to routes that are on a 60-minute frequency. Mm -hmm. So those are our routes that already have the lower ridership in the city uh, because they only operate once an hour. Uh, But what we were doing on those routes previously, as a courtesy really, is offering what we call peak service or um, rush hour service during the times of the day when more people were riding the route. So between 6 and 9 in the morning and between 3 and 6 in the afternoon when we know people are coming and going from work and school, uh, instead of just providing one bus an hour, we were pushing out extra buses to increase the frequency during those times to a half an hour, uh, every half hour. Uh, So we are temporarily suspending that service on a number of routes. And, And just, you know, by making some Some small adjustments like that have made a big difference. You've got transit agencies across the country that are like flat out cutting routes Mm -hmm. um, and cutting service. And we're very fortunate at Indigo that so far we have not had to do that. So we're we're happy about that. Well, in the grand scheme of things, Indigo is actually going to be expanding and already is expanding with the addition of the purple, uh, the red line that's already running. And then next, the purple and then blue lines. And you guys Mm -hmm. have been and will continue to. be hiring so that those routes can run at the high frequency that they're intended to. Yeah, so we have an aggressive recruitment campaign going on right now for professional coach operators or bus drivers uh, to drive our buses. And, you know, we have increased our our, our starting pay, uh, 3 to $4 an hour to be more competitive. Uh, we do have paid training. And if you do not have your CDL, don't worry. We'll train you and help you get it, and we'll pay you while you're getting it. So um, we are excited to anyone who's 21 years old and older, if you like to drive, but maybe even more importantly, if you like people, Mm -hmm. then we want to talk to you. This, as you know, is a job where you really have to um, be good at engaging with people, answering Mm -hmm. their questions, sometimes just providing that listening ear. You know, in some cases, uh, a bus driver may be the only person that some of our riders get to talk to Mm -hmm. all day long. So we want our, our drivers to just be great ambassadors, not only for Indigo, but for the city of Indianapolis. So if you do like to drive, um, but more importantly, love people, then check us out. Um, One fun little data point, Cameron, I will share with you is that 50% of our drivers are women. And I think Hmm. people, when they think about driving a bus, I don't know that, you know, most women readily think, oh yeah, I want to drive a big city bus. But we have quite a few women operators, and they love it. They absolutely love being behind the wheel of that bus. They love engaging with our riders um, and just being out and about and seeing something new every day. So, man, woman, you know, give us a, give it this a thought. Um, mm-hmm. You may be surprised by how much you would enjoy a career uh, with Indigo. Yep, you know, and I, I said, hmm, when you said that, but when I thought about it, that actually isn't surprising to me, obviously, you know, what my other job is. And I was yes. just commenting the other day, I was like, I work with like 90% a lot women. Of women. So, <laughs> so. Yes, so you may not be surprised by that. I was. So, yeah, I think it's a, it, it, it was interest, an interesting fact to me. Um, but beyond all of those things, we do have a great benefits package. We've got free uh, free travel. So you get a free bus pass for yourself and your immediate family members. You get free access to an on-site health clinic. Uh, so if you don't have time to go to the doctor, take time off to go to a doctor's appointment. If you're not feeling well, you can just stop by the clinic at headquarters, get seen um, while you're at work, which is tremendously convenient. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then all of your typical health benefits and, uh, and things like that, retirement benefits. So it's a, you know, we want people to come and, and pursue a career with Indigo. There is upward mobility and just a real opportunity to grow. We are on the air this morning with Carrie Black of Indigo. She has given us an update on all things Indigo this morning. If you have a question for Carrie, you can call us 317-239-9696. I'm sending out a warning that I've seen the phone ringing. Um, 
But this portion of the show is just about Indigo. The IMPD stuff we will talk about after. So if you've got a question about Indigo, route changes, jobs, vaccines, or anything else Indigo, you can call now at 317-239-9696. The conversation about anything else and IMPD we will do after uh, this segment. Carrie, uh, we've talked about the route changes. We've talked about uh, some hiring. You guys are also using uh, the transit center as a vaccine clinic. We are. You know, we want to, it's all about connecting. So our mission is all people to opportunity. Mm -hmm. So um, not only through mobility experiences, but any types of public community services that we can provide as well. So we had a vaccine clinic out at East Camp, and that went well, but what we were discovering is we've got so many people passing through the transit center mm-hmm. um, and that that was really just kind of a, a, a magical place for being able to really increase the number of people that were getting vaccinated. So we did a few pop-up clinics in partnership with the Marion County Public Health Department uh, and Shalom Health Centers, and we're surprised by the number of people we were seeing. So now we have set up um, for the foreseeable future a clinic inside the transit center that's Tuesdays and Thursdays from 10 to 2. And then on Wednesdays, the hours are expanded a little bit from 10 to 4. Anyone can show up there and get vaccinated. Um, we're offering all three vaccines, the Moderna, Pfizer, and the Johnson & Johnson. Um, of course, they're free and a nice perk. And maybe this might be why we're seeing so many people is you do get a free um, 30-day Indigo Plus Pass as well. Hey, there's so some I- perks, hey. <laughs> Yeah, so I think by with the location, the combination of the the convenient location where you can hop on the bus and just ride to the transit center and that little perk of 30 days free riding with Indigo, we are seeing people come in and uh, get their vaccinations. All right, Carrie, you've got some folks who want to talk to you. Let's go to the phones at 317-239-9696. Caller on line one, good morning. You have a question about Indigo? Uh, Cameron, when you see some person who is overweight, right, that has the set in the position of being scrunched all day with the mask on, do you think that's going to be conducive to health? And I know that they have the center there to have the examinations, and they also offer uh, life insurance with their employees also. They offer that. But here's the situation I'm worried about. Now, they've got so many of our children going to uh, school on the bus. Now, all they have to do is make a change in that route, uh, uh, change the schedule, so these kids will not show up at school on time and maybe be expelled or accused of truancy. But uh, what they're doing, Cameron, and I know this because I remember when the Julia Carson uh, Center down there was first contemplated, what they're doing is trying to control transit. Now, when you have a system set up like uh, the young ladies uh, representing here, they are a federal-funded program. They have those guidelines. They get grants. So they have to do, perform those contracts, right? So now they have to restrict the travel between maybe Lawrence or, or hot spots within the city where they know that there's not black people because they cannot have black people downtown. So, now, okay, I remember uh, okay, downtown. Okay, hold on. Larry, what you've what, gone, you've hit four different no, things. Not, no, I'm going, hang, no, I'm hang not, on, I'm hang on, hang truth. on. I didn't say you weren't. I'm just trying to, what the blank are you talking about? What I'm saying is, is they're not going to be able to have black people downtown, and Indigo is helping to eliminate that problem. They got the guards over there collecting data, saying that these people are incompatible with our station here. They built Hotel Andy right across from that scene. They don't want black people downtown, and they're going to stop it because they've got them down there now collecting the data on them. Like All right, you're burning your you're burning your minutes, Larry. No, I'm gonna, okay, yeah, well, yeah, you are. I'm going to stop because there. I know you're going to call back when she's we talk about IMPD. So we'll talk with you more uh, coming up, I'm sure, here, Larry. If you have a question, there are other people who are on the lines who actually have a coherent thought. Uh, you can call 317-239-9696. I love to hear what Larry has to say sometime, but he took me in four different directions. I'm even taking notes on what he's saying, and he's not making sense today. Uh, caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, I'm T. Uh, I'm a former employee of Indigo. Okay. Indigo is a great job to work for, but however, um, being young and with children, the work schedule is hard to adjust 
Um, it's a union-based job, so first coming in there, um, it is hard to get your weekends off or get early shifts to make sure you're able to take your kids to school and um, get them home and help with homework. So it hard, it's hard and it's stressful. Um, you're dealing with people all day, and then you're dealing with where you're not off on the weekends. They don't. The thing is, Indigo's a great job, great pay. However, the only issue is it's not um, family friendly. You know, you got people that, um, as an employee, you got people there that's willing to work. You have good employees that are giving you great service for your customers and also just coming in to work. But it's hard to adjust when you have a family and you you, you can't have the time off to um, be with your family due to the high work schedules. They're union-based jobs. The people that's been there for years, they have the opportunity to get the great work schedules. However, it's hard for someone coming in, trying to work, be a, a single parent, and trying to adjust with a good job where the hours are all evenings, all weekends, where you don't have that time with your family. It stresses people out, and a lot of people leave Indigo. I see people leave Indigo just due to the schedule is just not family friendly. All right. Thank you for that thought, T. And, and what you bring up is a conversation I've recently sat in meetings with on the school bus side, uh, talking just about some of that same stuff with health care. And, and Carrie, I'm going to uh, thank you, T, for that. Um, we've had conversations recently about that because a bus driver's day starts before everybody else. So they're mm-hmm. because they're there to serve, to get everybody else to work. And it ends after everybody else is home. And so what T is talking about is a conversation we just had about, you know, adding, you know, figuring out a ways that are a way to do childcare or something for, um, those mothers who we just talked about is a lot of moms mm-hmm. driving school buses. Has that mm-hmm. been something that maybe you guys have thought about? You know, so that's so she raised a lot of great points, um, and we actually have in, have a t- couple of of moms and single moms at that who have said a little bit differently what she said that they love Indigo because of the flexibility. Um, one driver comes to mind. Her name's Laura. She's a single mom of two boys, and so she loves the job because she can schedule around her boys' schedule. Um, I think unlike school bus drivers city bus drivers, we have a lot um, larger of a window to play with where you could potentially do your hours maybe in the evening after you get your kids home from school, uh, or you could do them in the middle of the day while they are at school. So our driver, so T is right, our uh, our system is based on seniority. So those who have been there longer get to choose their schedules first, um, and then those who are, are newer get what's left at the end of the day. Um, but we do have lots and lots of schedules to choose from based on what your preference is. Um, I won't deny, though, that if you're new, um, you may not get to choose some of the schedules that you like. But what I do encourage people to do is kind of stick it out if you can, you know, six months to a year, you could move up a lot. You could have much better options um, after the first schedule uh, adjustment. So during our schedule adjustments that I mentioned, those are also our pick time. So those are when drivers get to pick their new schedule. So just as we're adjusting our schedules three times a year, drivers are getting to pick new schedules three times a year. So um, we just encourage our drivers, if you come on and maybe you're not thrilled with that first pick time or the schedules that are, are available, uh, stick around maybe that second pick or the third pick. Uh, a few months later, you may see things improve dramatically. But we do have just a ton of schedules to choose from, and I think we are certainly mindful about making sure that there's plenty available regardless of the, the type of schedule you're trying to accommodate. All right, let's grab one more call before we wrap it up. Caller on line three, thank you for your patience. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Okay, first off, I want to know, uh, is the number 10 and the number 8 affected by this? And my second question is, I think that y'all need to really check a lot of your Indigo drivers because they have very bad, nasty attitudes. I mean, towards riders and stuff. There is no way that you should treat a rider the way that some of these drivers talk to us when we're riding the bus. I mean, we're adults just like they are, though. If they want respect, then you have to treat people 
right so you can get respect. That is my question. And another thing is, when you're a handicapped person, I think that they should always let that ramp down so people can get up on the bus because if you fall or anything happens, then y'all are liable. Just like, you know, I'm going through something with Indigo right now uh, as far as something that had happened to me. And, you know, I just don't appreciate it at all. And the way that they drive that bus, they drive that bus so fast going down Washington Street, going down 10th Street and everything. And here I am just sliding on the bus. And I am a handicapped rider. And I think that they need to really, you know, watch how they drive that bus and how they put their feet to the pedal. That's uh-huh. what I have. What Thank was your name? You. Uh, I prefer not to get my name because yeah, you I'm got a little, you to... got a little something going on. I respect that. All right, thank you so yes. much, uh, thank Karen. You. First off, she had questions about Route Eight and Ten, and I'll let you speak to the rest. Well, so I did not hear her questions about Route Eight and Ten. I apologize. She just wanted to know were any of the changes affecting Routes Eight oh. and Ten. No, they are not. So Route Eight and Ten are Routes Eight and Ten are two of our highest ridership routes that run every. Um, 15 minutes, I believe, on both of those routes. So no, no changes to those. They will run as as scheduled. Regarding some of the other things she said, I'm certainly disappointed to hear anytime someone references um, a bad attitude with our operators. So I have taken note of that. There's certainly never an excuse for uh, a rider for a driver uh, to be rude to a rider. Um, so we hate to hear that. That is not what we want, um, which is why I stress for those who are considering applying for a job with Indigo, if you don't like people, don't apply to drive with us mm-hmm. because we need our drivers to be friendly. We need them to be respectful, um, uh, and we just need them to be good people. So if, if you're not a people person, don't take this job just to, to collect a paycheck because uh, that is not what it is about for us. So I hate to hear that, and I have taken a note on that. Um, and then in terms of the, the ramp with the handicap, um, so I know our drivers are trained to help those who have um, problems getting on and off the bus. Um, so if that's not happening, then um, you know, I'll make sure to pass that note along as well. Uh, I think I covered it all. I think you got it. All right. All right, Carrie. Uh, it's been a good time talking to you. For more information on uh, these changes, on uh, the vaccine, on the new uh, Mikey bus pass, so many other things that we could have talked about that we didn't even have time because you got so much going on. Where can people get more information? Yes, they go, can go to our website at indigo.net. Indigo.net, they can find everything they need uh, for these things that we just talked about, the operator recruitment and the schedule adjustments. That's on our main page. If they just scroll halfway down, they'll see web stories that will link them to specific information. We'll link them to our hiring uh, for for the uh, operator recruitment. They can also go to indigo.net and then click on our employment page. And, um, and before yeah. you go, do you have the starting pay for your operators? I do. So starting pay uh, during the training period, it's $17 an hour if you do not have your CDL. It's about $18.50 an hour if you do have your CDL, and that is during training. And then once you graduate, and that training program is about eight weeks long, where we take you through everything you need to know to drive for Indigo. After you graduate, your your starting pay is just over $20 an hour. Okay. So that's it. All right. Carrie Black with Indigo, thank you so much for joining us and starting your Sunday with us. Thank you. All right. Um, More uh, information about Indigo will be available on our website. And, of course, as Carrie said, it's also available on Indigo.net. All right. Coming up, we're going to talk about the story that all of Indianapolis and uh, part of the nation has been talking about as Indianapolis has made national headlines for not such a good reason, not a good reason at all. And that is a man who was on the circle. Uh, He was loud and He was arrested by IMPD, and during his arrest, things got ugly when an IMPD sergeant stomped on his face. That officer is now being uh, suspended without pay and is recommended for termination. 
So what do you guys think about this? A lot of folks are saying, hey, this is why we need body cameras because that's the only reason why we know this happened. And I've seen other people say, we don't need body cameras. Obviously, they don't work. It didn't stop this incident. There's so much we can talk about, but that's just one jumping off point. I know you guys have thoughts on this, and I want to hear from you at 317-239-9696. More of The Open Line Show with Cameron Riddle is coming up here on Hot 96.3 and 106.7 WTLC. Oh, and by the way, a shout-out to DJ Gino. That's all I'm supposed to say. He wanted to, he wanted to shout-out DJ Gino. There's your shout-out. More of Open Lines coming up. We want to hear from you, your thoughts, your views, your voice. We are your eye on the community. It's Open Lines on Hot 96.3. Keeping you connected to what's happening in our city, it's Open Lines on Hot 96.3. And we are back here on Open Lines. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle, on this Sunday, October 17th, 2021. I had a good half hour there with Indigo. Thank you for all the calls and comments. And the phone was still ringing, but now I know the phone is already going to ring off the hook with this next uh, topic that we're going to talk about until the end of the show. And that topic is the September 24th arrest of Jermaine Vaughn, a 39-year-old homeless man who was handcuffed on the ground when body camera footage showed an IMPD officer approach him and stomp him on his head. That officer was Sergeant Eric Huxley, Huxley, a 43-year-old and 14-year veteran of IMPD who is now being charged with official misconduct and battery with moderate bodily injury. IMPD Chief Randall Taylor announced that Huxley has been suspended without pay and that he will recommend termination. This originally started when police said they could hear Vaughn screaming from the south spoke of Monument Circle, and they ordered him to quiet down. He was then placed under arrest. Fox 59 reports the officers said Vaughn became agitated during the arrest. That's when one of the officers forced Vaughn onto the ground and he maintained that he was being uncooperative. Shortly after Vaughn is already laying on the ground, that is when video shows Sergeant Huxley driving his left foot onto Vaughn's face. Vaughn was arrested on charges of disorderly conduct and resisting law enforcement. So what do you think about this? Call me, 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. If you have not seen the body camera footage, go ahead and, and look that up real quick. It's all it's on every station website. It's on our website. It's on Twitter. It's on Facebook. Look up that video so that you can see it for yourself. And as you guys begin to call at 317-239-9696, I want to get you caught up with all of the very latest details in this story as reported by Channel 13 reporter Emily Longnecker. Two different angles of the same moment where IMPD says one of their own, Sergeant Eric Huxley, kicked a man in the face. That's Jermaine Vaughn on his back on the ground, handcuffed right before he's kicked. We're not going to do this, right? Stop. You're done. You're done. You're done. Uh, I promised this community and I promised our officers that I would be transparent. That's in good times and bad times. This is a bad time. But I think the community deserves it. IMPD Chief Randy Taylor said he learned of the incident last week and immediately began an internal investigation. Officer Huxley, now facing level six felony charges of official misconduct and battery, is suspended without pay. Chief Taylor has recommended to the IMPD Civilian Police Merit Board that Huxley be fired. The other two officers involved, Sergeant Christopher Kibbe and Officer Matthew Shores, whose body cameras provided the footage you saw, are off the streets and under an internal investigation. Additionally, Chief Taylor says all past use of force incidents involving the three officers will be reviewed 
as well as any use of force cases that Sergeant Huxley reviewed as a supervisor. But it's my commitment to this department and to this city uh, that when these things come to, to my attention, uh, I'm not going to allow that to exist on this department. In use of force cases, IMPD officers are required to fill out a special report, which a supervisor reviews, along with any body camera footage. Court documents show when Officer Shores filled out his report, he mentions rolling Jermaine Vaughn onto his stomach and putting him in a wrist lock to get him to comply. Officer Shores never mentions the kick to Vaughn's face. Also according to court records, in separate body camera footage from another officer who arrived at the scene to investigate the use of force, Sergeant Huxley can be heard saying, quote, I accidentally kicked him in his face. Atrocious, nefarious, dastardly, mean-spirited, and ugly. Pastors with the interdenominational ministerial alliance say they're pleased with the swiftness of IMPD's response. To the credit of this chief, uh, they were forthcoming, and they did not need to be put in a hammerlock to do that. Chief Taylor says the FBI and U.S. Attorney's Office have also been notified. All right, and so that is as reported by Channel 13 reporter Emily Longnecker. Now, in a probable cause affidavit, as reported by Fox 59, uh, Huxley's charges, uh, an investigator wrote that... Uh, the investigators, rather, spoke with Vaughn, the man who was arrested, and said he had been homeless for about a year, according to his family. And he was just practicing free speech on Monument Circle before he was arrested. The affidavit said Huxley um, said that, of course, he said he accidentally kicked him in the face. But uh, another point about uh, Vaughn, his family says that they hadn't seen him in a while and he had been homeless for uh, over a year and he's battling some some mental health issues so all of this comes down to a guy who was being loud on the circle and this is what this has spiraled into is where it started with just being loud on the circle um and here we are now making national headlines an officer being recommended for termination um as you heard there impd chief randall taylor as soon as he found out about it brought this to the public no one had to come to him or Meteor, this wasn't leaked first. The chief was the one who told everybody about this, said, hey, I just learned about this. Here's what we're doing as of right now. So um, you heard him getting some credit from some folks in that story for being forthcoming with that. But um, with that said, there are a lot of different ways to look at this. You know, some will say there's no such thing as a good cop and a bad cop, because in this situation, he had two other officers there who didn't stop this. And even if they couldn't stop it, they didn't reprimand him and say, yo, man, don't don't stomp him in the face. There are so many different ways to look at this. You've got the folks who are arguing about body cameras. Do we need them? Do we not? Um, and so now I just want to hear from you. And what is it? that you think 317-239-9696 we'll have open lines for the rest of the show as we talk about this big story that is happening here in indianapolis caller on line one good morning who's this hey cameron how you doing this morning i'm good how are you sir i am great this is paul calling yes sir again man this is you know i didn't say this over the course of this whole time this program's been on it comes down to we you know us obeying them and that officer felt like he had a right to do that and uh, me, myself, have been in different situations in these last two weeks with white folks that think they have a right to talk to us any kind of way, that they have a right to treat us this way. Um, my thing to stop this, we have to stop the white man and his program. We have to disarm his law here in order for us to get some type of satisfaction. I'm glad that the chief uh, didn't have to be notified. There's nothing to hide uncover and I'm, I'm so sick of people patting them on the back and doing these different types of things when we are still under the same uh uh uh, uh, uh unfortunate uh people that are over us like we don't have no we don't have nothing to say and then i'm gonna tell you something what makes me sick the most cameron is that these black folks that are helping the white man continually to oppress us, beat on us, kill us, and not taking those so-called master's degrees that they have and figuring out a way <clears throat> how to stop them from treating us in this fashion. This is just un this is just unacceptable. And I'll be glad when just like you, you said last week that you don't know what questions to ask. 
You know what questions to ask, but you have to be you have to be uh, cautious of your job or losing your job. Well, I don't have that. I don't have that to lose. These people, we have to stop this white man and we have to stop the black people that are helping them do the things that they are doing to us. So that's my comment. And and again, I, I'm, I'm I'm sick of them. I'm, I'm just sick of them. Uh, but you guys have a great day. Um, y'all have a great day, man, because again, if we don't get out here and stop these people, this is going to continue to go on. All right. Thank you, Paul. You're welcome. All right. More calls. 317-239-9696. Caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Hello? Hello? They're still listening to the radio. I'm going to keep them on hold. We'll go to uh, the next caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? This is Tony. How you doing? Good morning. I'm good. Good morning. What's on hey, your mind? The only thing, uh, I'm doing great. The only problem I have is when the officer was telling him to stand still, but yet he still have his belt pulling him toward and telling mm-hmm. him, come to me, but he's pushing him back. And then the other officer that came and kicked him in the head, he should have been arrested right there on the spot the same way that they arrested the young man from saying he was disorderly conduct. He should have been arrested right there on the spot. And you bring up a point that I've noticed in so many of these cases that I've covered as a reporter here in Indianapolis and in in other states. um, I I would love and and I'm working on getting some IMPD folk on uh, coming up on one of the upcoming shows. But to just talk about exactly what uh, he talked about, which was you're telling somebody to do something, but you have another officer. has their weight on him or you have their weight on him. And and, in one part of the video, as he mentioned, they're telling him to turn over and he says, I can't, I can't. Well, it's because the other officer is still laying on him. And um, I have seen, you know, totally separate incident. But when I was reporting in Arizona, um, there was a a guy who was basically it was a case of almost mistaken identity, but he ended up being killed by the police out there because he was crawling on his floor. And this is a white guy. But he was crawling on the floor of a hotel and they were telling him basically do the one command was this. The other command was that. How can I roll over? But don't move. Show me your hands. But don't move. That kind of thing. And eventually he was shot because they he moved. And well, you told him to move anyway. That's a question I'd love to ask uh, a training question I've, that feel that seems like something that needs to be more um, in training that maybe every officer should should have to demonstrate, you know, be almost arrested and, you know, see what it's like to be on that end with someone yelling at you, someone pointing a gun at you, you got one person laying on you, another person pulling you, another person yelling at you. And just in general, in these situations, there's a lot going on. And to the point that he brought up, I I see a pattern in that in these stories that I've covered. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is Karen. Hi, Karen. What's on your mind? Hi. Um, you know what? It's sad that we're still going through this and we still have to have the same conversation. Um, because he was loud. They arrested him because he was loud. Do you know how many disorderly and drunk people are downtown loud on a daily that stay right there on the hotel in the circle? Mm-hmm. That should not have even been an issue. He was outside. He was loud. Now, if they see or that they thought that it could have led to a possible issue with someone else, then, yes, I could have seen them come up to him and tell them to quiet down. But just because he was loud, there was no reason to even approach him. To keep, you know, cautious, need caution to keep it on edge, yeah, to keep a watchful eye on him. But to approach him because he was being loud, there was no need. They have other battles to fight than someone being loud. So I think it's, you know, coming to where they're being like a little nitpicky. Uh, with certain situations. If you know a person is homeless, now mostly downtown, you can't always judge a book by its cover, but we can tell who's homeless, you know, who's not mm-hmm. downtown mm-hmm. by where they hang out. So if you know this, why don't you keep your eye on the person? You know there's a possible um, possibility with mental health. So why don't you have all of these police officers that are trained in mental health already on standby downtown, I don't know if that particular officer was, but it didn't sound like it, or or his colleagues, why don't you already have this group of people downtown keeping a watchful eye? The city has enough money to do so. 
They don't want, they drove the homeless away from a certain area. Now they don't have anywhere to go. Now they're going to pick on them again. And this is going to keep on being over and over again until we find some type of solution. And the solution is not to have officers who are not trained in mental health to be in those high, um, you know, those high areas where there's a lot of people who have mental health issues. Why were they even downtown? They could have been patrolling somewhere else because they don't have, you know, the skills that are required to deal with people in that capacity. So that's all I have to say. We need to be able to find a solution to get other people um, with IMPD to come downtown and patrol these areas because just seeing the officers and they're approaching someone because they're loud, um, you know what, people are loud daily. That should not have even been an approach. Um, they did it wrong. Um, and it was incorrect, it was inhumane, and he deserves what he's going to get. Thank you. All right, thank you. Karen brings up an excellent point that I've even written down. You know, there there is a lot of connections here that I haven't even had the chance to get into with you all, but, you know, there was a there are a lot of homeless people downtown, and it's not as bad as it was this time last year when we were still in the thick uh, of lockdowns and downtown was abandoned, and the only literal people who were downtown, literally not exaggerating, were homeless people. And so, to her point, if you know, now, of course, things have gotten better. There's more life downtown. Um, but if you know that's where a lot of homeless people are, and we all, IMPD already has mental health folk on staff, and, of course, they're asking for more, and I think everybody agrees they need more, are they downtown patrolling in that area near Monument Circle and, and the city market and the city county building and uh in between there and like the transit center because if i was going to go find a homeless person that's the first place i would look so to karen's point which i'm writing down to ask to impd are the mental health folks patrolling that area do you have any there what's the ratio between officers and mental health team members whatever their official title is i'm writing that down excellent point karen caller on line two good morning are you there Hey, write this down too, Cameron. Look up the meaning of a promoter. Uh, I call them puff men, a promotion, a promotional person. You need to look that up. That'll make you a better journal, journalist if you look up the legal uh, concept of that. But anyway. 20 seconds. Whole, how's that now? You got 20 seconds. You already called okay, earlier. Here, here it is. Uh, it's all a sham. And I think that uh, the main thing is that we're being pimped. And we don't even know it. We're being pimped by these people just like George Floyd was pimped. The black man's being used and fed up wet, right? Because he's being stupid now. This is no issue. Why don't the ministerial alliance go and put a demand on Governor Hogan to erase all these five-year-old felonies and arrest records immediately? He can do it with a stroke of a pen, but they're advocating for some person that got arrested because they pimped him into that situation. Five seconds. They're nothing but poverty pimps. All right. Thank you for the call, Larry. We'll talk to you next week. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. You're live on the air. Who's this? This is Anthony. Anthony, what's on your mind? Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, oh, I, I have short, short mi mi uh, minutes. But, uh, yeah, um, it, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's terrible, man. Uh, oh, boy, talking about he missed him. Okay, you shouldn't have raised your leg in the first place, mm -hmm. you know, on a human being. You know, so, so uh, I wonder if they have, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, things where they can just go ahead and, you know, fire them on the spot when they do things. Now, we do have in law. Well, and I'll, I'll answer that. The answer is no. Um, wow. Because, yeah. because of the new merit board. Uh, so the I, so Chief Taylor used to be able, and this is his frustration with this merit board, he used to be able to say, you're fired, get your stuff, pack up. But uh -huh. now he has to recommend that he be terminated, and now it goes to the new merit board that uh, was implemented this year. So that's the answer to that question. Go ahead. All right. Thank you very much. All right. 317-239-9696. Uh, A couple minutes left here in the show. 317-239-9696. Uh, this story, of course, has made national headlines of another case of police brutality. Um, and one of the things that we're working on here coming up is a show with IMPD. It's been a while. I was planning on getting them on anyway. We'd already been scheduling it, uh, but now even more um, timely for them to come on. 317-239-9696, just a, uh, two minutes here uh, left in the show uh, talking about uh, this um, 
this story that is happening here in the Circle City with uh, a person uh, being stomped in the face by IMPD. Let me go back to the phones real quick before we wrap up the show. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Yes, this is Stan Fraser. Can you hear me? Yes, Stan, turn your radio down. You got about 30 seconds. Go for it. Yeah. When At what point do we get tired of, 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 of these police making excuses? Mm-hmm. It, it's evident that they didn't care whatsoever, not just the officer that committed the, the, the act, but all three of them. They mm-hmm. all three participated in it. None of them, they all backed, backed each other up when he wrote the, the paperwork. He didn't mention the, the foot kick. And so at what point do, do, do we say enough is enough? Mm-hmm. What do we have to do? Do we have to retaliate? Do we have to start knocking them off? Because that's what it seems like the, the, the only way that we're going to get through. All right. Uh, thank you for your call. I appreciate it. All right. Let me hmm, looking at time. I should wrap up. I'm going to give this last person 20 seconds. Uh, caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. Good morning. You. I, I want to know. Go for it. Can, can, can we have a merit board like they have a merit board? <laughs> well, that technically... And I'm getting into the IMPD minutia. That is your merit board. Uh, And we can talk more about this with IMPD. But that was the merit board that was created that has some citizen members on it, some members of the police force on it for this reason. Remember remember earlier this year when this was created? I think I think we lost her. So this so this will be that question to talk uh, to with IMPD. This merit board is the merit board that many people asked for. Uh, because in certain cases, they wouldn't have confidence that a chief, not necessarily this chief, but a chief and the situation, it was up to him. So if Chief Taylor wanted to, he could have looked at the situation and said, you know what? I'm going to just suspend the guy and we'll retrain him. That was at the chief's discretion. But that discretion was taken away from the chief and given to the merit board as a safety net in case the chief didn't do what most people thought should be done. So in this case, uh, no one is saying that the chief is doing the wrong thing because he's recommended him for termination and he's already suspended with pay, but he's not officially fired because the merit board has to approve that. We can talk more about this merit board and IMPD things uh, coming up on the next show. But guess what, y'all? We are out of time for this edition of the Open Line Show with Cameron Riddle. So with that said, we will be back same time, same stations next Sunday live at 8. In the meantime, please stay connected with me. Pull out your phone right now and follow me on whatever social media platform you have. I do follow you back. Ask the people who followed me last week. I follow you back. Go to social media, your Twitter, your Instagram, your Facebook, and please follow at Cameron Riddle, R-I-D-L-E. I will follow you back, and we'll continue, can continue this conversation. I appreciate Indigo coming on, and as all of you for calling in with good questions, comments, and thoughts. We'll continue it on our next edition. Coming up here on Hot 96.3 is all your favorite music, and on WTLC, it's the Hour of Power with Al Sharpton. I'm Cameron Riddle. Have a great day. Happy birthday, Granny.